0: What's up, guys? I'm Paul. This is Pauline Theology. I'm back, man. This is our Daily Devo, and we're on 1 John 4, 16b through 21. So I stopped in the middle of a verse last time, and we talked about before how verses really don't kind of uh, determine what the the uh, flow of the word or the flow of the letter in this case is because they were put in later. Sometimes I feel like the guy who was doing it, this is a joke, I didn't make this up, but I feel like the guy who did it was sitting on a horse and every bump, he'd be like, Boop, oh, I stopped the verse there because sometimes they don't flow the way they should flow, but it's okay. Anyway, let's jump into it. Let's go ahead and talk about 1 John 4, 16b through 21. If you haven't read it yet, stop the tape. Go on, check it out, see what it has to say so that we can discuss it and you can understand what we're talking about as we go through it. It's not very many verses. If you already have read it, well, let's get into it, man. What does John say in these verses? Well, um, I think the biggest thing that he's saying is that... uh, God is love. And it says, and the ones who remain in love, remain in God. Those who abide in love, abide in God. It's because God is love. And then it says that God's love is completed in us. So that, so when we love because God is love and we remain in love, it says that God's love is complete in us so that we can have confidence before him in the day of judgment. Like, dude, it's because we're going to be like him. It says, just like he is, we will be like him. Okay? And that's powerful stuff right there. Is that when we love the way that God loves, when we love the way that God showed his love for us? then we have confidence, absolute confidence in the day of judgment. And so um, one of the things that he says later on, he says, I write these things so that you may know that you are in him. You'll know the truth of your salvation. And so one of the ways that we can have confidence and not worry about it in the day of judgment is if we love. And he continues on. He says that this love uh, um, casts out all fear. He says because fear you are worried about. Um um let me look here so I'm sorry. Ah yes. It says we are worried about punishment. That's what we're worried about. But when we love God and we love him the way that he has called us to, there is no worry about punishment. That's why it says that uh, when you love your neighbor, then you fulfill the law. That's what Paul says. And in John it says that when you love the the your brother, then there's no darkness in you. And so that's why he also says that love, perfect love, cast out all fear. There's no fear of punishment. It's because when we love, we're doing the things that God has called us to do. We're living the way that God has called us to live. And then he reminds us, though, is that the reason that we have this type of love is because he first loved us this way. And man, I bet you, dude, and you just think about it, man, is that it was it was um, Christ going to the cross to take on the sins of the world. I, a professor asked me, or not asked me, but was saying something about um, what was the, the most difficult thing about Jesus going to the cross, why he was sweating those drops of blood and asking not to, to have the cup is... First off, is the bearing the weight of the sins of the entire world. Whew, that's tough, man. Just think about the harshest thing you did and how it weighs on your soul, even to this day sometimes, though we have freedom from it in Christ. Sometimes it just, it just, it's, it's just a heavy load to carry. And then think about 6.6 billion people that are living on this world right now. And then think about the millions of people that lived before and by God's grace that will be living after us. That's the weight that Jesus had to carry. So obviously that was crushing. But then just the pain, the physical pain. I read on our um yesterday we had uh or not yesterday I'm sorry, but uh for Good Friday we had um a, a reminiscence about the passion and what Jesus had to go through. And in it, it talks about excruciating. People talking about excruciating pain, and that means out of the cross. So the physical pain, that's so much so that we actually describe the like a severe pain with a picture of the cross, it's what Jesus had to go through. And so when that professor asked me, he was like, what do you think? I was like, bro, I bet you he was just going to that cross. It's tough, man. I mean, that physical pain, that's harsh, dude. That's tough. Eh, that's the thing that Jesus did to demonstrate his love for us. You see, but he, even though he knew it was coming, that fear did not overwhelm him because he had perfect love for us. It cast out that fear within him to overcome and do what he was called to do. He says, for this purpose, I come. And so what I'm going to do is just glorify you. See so what Jesus says as recorded by the author, John. Mm. <laughs> and that's, that's the kind of love we're supposed to have, is that, that love cast out fear. Man, we can apply that in so many ways, man. Because sometimes I think we feel like we can't go up to people and tell them the truth of God's word. But if we truly love him, it'll cast out that fear. We'll be able to overcome that hurdle to be able to do something we know will benefit that person. We'll do something we know will help that person become more like Christ, to be a better person, to be a better image bearer, a better priest to the people around them so that they may see the light of God and rejoice. That's what perfect fear or perfect love does. Cast out that fear, and then it says that uh, we gotta love the brethren because anyone who doesn't love the brethren, it's impossible for him to love God. Because we've seen our brother, but we have not seen God. That's a continuation of what we talked about maybe in a couple episodes ago, where it says then no one has ever seen God. And so John is capitalizing on that. The idea that when we love each other we complete the love of God, it's because we haven't seen God. And so when we don't love our brother who was made in the image of God as John said or James says later on, if we don't love our brother and we're supposed to love God, how can we love him when we hate his children? That that's never. That's never ever going to be true that you could love God and hate the things that he loves to hate not not the things but really his children his beloved it says you can't do that man you can't do that and that's a command it says this is the command that we have from him that we love God and our brother so what does this say about God Well, I think what's so powerful about this is that he doesn't desire fear for him. Now, this is a little controversial because we read all throughout scripture where it says, fear God, fear God, fear God. But we also see when he appears and people are straight up scared, he says, do not fear. Okay, so the fear that we should have for him is a reverence and a respect. But when we love God, god and we are loving his people then that fear should go away because we know we are doing all that he has called us to do we're doing what he has commanded us to do which is to love him and to love his children so god doesn't desire for us to fear him in that way and what about man well, we should be open and bare before him. Sometimes I think about what it means to uh, um, not fear God. It says that we won't are concerned about this judgment that happens is because we know that God knows us intimately and wholly. And that when we love brothers that we're not sinning, but also that when we do sin, that we can confess to him. And that we can have this sins forgiven because he showed that love to us, that he is able to do that through his son and the death of His son died on the cross and then how he raised him to life again. And finally, application, love. I'm just going to leave it right there. Love. Love like Jesus loves. Love for the benefit of the one who you love. I'll see you guys in the next episode.